Good evening, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Nightmare K Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Whew, what a week we have had, man, in the crypto space. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Listen, if you have not come into the crypto space at this point in time, where the market is pumping like crazy, man, you are missing out. Trust me. We've had a lot of surges in all the cryptos. Even Shiba Inu pumped, ladies and gentlemen. Tron pumped. Like, my altcoins are pumping like crazy. Now, you all know I don't own any Bitcoin at all. I got rid of all my Bitcoin. But my altcoins, my ADA, my Tron, my Uniswap, my Polkadot, you know, my Uniswap, my Shiba Inu, my Tron, man, <laughs> they are pumping like crazy. And I'm definitely going to be buying some more altcoins um, here in the next two months. I'll be buying some more altcoins. So most likely when that crash happens, um, I'm definitely going to be buying some more altcoins for sure. Add to my portfolio. My next coin is, is VeChain. Uh, for sure, definitely gonna buy that. Buy some more Shiba Inu tokens. I may add Link to my uh, collection as well, and then I'm gonna sit on my utility tokens. Probably buy some more XLM, and I should be good, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty much, and then I just hold for the next five to seven years and do yield farming with a lot of my altcoins and sit back and watch it go up. But Ladies and gentlemen, we've had the crypto space pumping for the last, for the last week. Um, shout outs to the Federal Reserve for pumping up the crypto markets, stock market, the precious metal markets. All the markets are up, which is great, but we all know they're going to taper. So that's coming here in the next month or two. So get ready for that. Get ready for that pullback. Make sure you got cash on the sideline so you can buy the dips. Always buy the dips. But let's take a look at the crypto market, ladies and gentlemen. BTC Bitcoin right now is at over 45,000 in the last seven days. It's gone up 16%. Ethereum's at 31.93. It's gone up 17% in the last seven days. Binance Coin BNB is up 18, 18.45%. ADA Cardano's up 32.9%. XRP's up 39%. We did reach over a dollar, so I'm very happy about that. Dogecoin has gone up 41.13%. Dot or Polkadot has gone up 12.35%. Uniswap has gone up 24%. Solana has gone up 14.55%. Bitcoin Cash, ladies and gentlemen, BCH, 17%. Chainlink has gone up 9%. Litecoin has gone up 23%. Bitcoin Cash, ladies and gentlemen, BCH is 635 right now, 91. Chainlink's 2612. Litecoin's 173.88. ICP Internet Computer went up 74%. Matic, Polygon has gone up 34%, even though they had to hack earlier today from a cyber attack. XLM has gone up 25%. VeChain has gone up 26%. Theta has gone up 17%. Filecoin has gone up 29%. Luna, Terra has gone up 13%. Tron, TRX has gone up 25%, ladies and gentlemen. We had nine cents today. Nine cents. Like, Ave, it's at 41028. It's gone up 14%. Monero's gone up 9%. I mean, this is crazy. EOS, 19%. Pancake Swap, 14%. I mean, this is out of control. The Graph, going up 20%. Neo is going up 16%. I mean, the market's crazy right now. Shiba Inu is going up 29%, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I have finally bought a meme coin. Um, I told you guys a couple weeks ago I was going to buy a meme coin, and now I have it. It's Shiba Inu. I do have faith that Shiba Inu can surpass Doge because now they're burning their tokens, which is great. Um, Definitely uh, shrink the liquidity on Shiba Inu tokens for sure. They have one quadrillion. 
So they definitely got to shrink that liquidity and make it very rare for Shiba, Shiba Inu tokens. So I'm very excited for Shiba Inu's future. They do have an ecosystem building with Shiba, uh, Bone, a couple other things, Meat, and a couple other tokens they're going to have on their Shiba Inu ecosystem, which is fantastic. Leash. It's going to be fantastic. So... That news broke over the weekend as well. Shiba Inu is going to be burning their tokens, which is great. You know, whenever they choose to burn them, which is fantastic. Definitely takes some out of circulation. And I do think that Shiba Inu will surpass Doge as the people's currency. I plan on buying more Shiba Inu tokens. Definitely along with some other altcoins. VeChain is next on my list as well. So we're definitely looking to add to our portfolio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did. Moving on to stocks, I have, yes, added Barrett Gold stock to my portfolio today. Bought two shares. Um, I buy stocks every week. I only have four stocks that I'm investing in for the long haul for the next 20, 30 years of my life. Um, but yeah, I bought some uh, Barrett Gold. It was down when the uh, morning bell hit this morning. So I went out and bought uh, two shares of Barrett Gold. It did pump up today, so I did make some good money with that, along with my other stocks, all made some good money. So we're definitely going to be buying some more Barrett Gold uh, stock on Friday, you know, add to the portfolio. Again, you guys know my stocks, healthcare, finance, construction, and gold. I can't afford gold personally, but... I wouldn't mind having the paper asset. We know Barrett Gold is a company that sells physical precious metal of gold. They have a lot of gold to sell. We know Warren Buffett owns Barrett Gold. So definitely going to invest in his company. But yeah, my stock portfolio is doing good. And again, guys, ladies and gentlemen, LGBT, you do not lean a lot of stocks to make a lot of money. You may need like maybe two, three or four at the max four. To make a lot of money in stocks, uh, cryptos, uh, there's a lot of good alts out here, a lot of good alts in the DeFi space, so definitely check out DeFi, Decentralized Finance, you can definitely borrow against your crypto, so it's definitely worth um, the buy and definitely the investment. I do believe in the future I will be I will be either rich or wealthy due to my crypto portfolio, not due to my real estate, not due to my stocks, but due to my crypto portfolio, which I'm happy about and I'm willing to take the chance because the way this country is going, you're definitely going to want to be rich or wealthy in the future for sure because a lot of people are going to be poor in the future. And I definitely have an article to talk about at the end of this show for sure. That's good. That should alarm you a lot and should scare the hell out of you. But anyways, back to investing. But listen, I try to get a lot of my friends into this space, especially the crypto space. There's so much money to be made. There's yield farming. You know, you can get 5%, 10%, 13%. I've even seen up to 20% you can get on your crypto when you yield farm your crypto, depending on what type of wallet you have. So you make a lot of money in the crypto space right now. We all know our government, our lovely politicians, are a piece of crap and now they're on vacation. We all know our lovely politicians have passed the infrastructure bill, you know, trying to regulate crypto and try to make everyone who sells crypto a damn broker, which is complete fucking nonsense. They passed the infrastructure bill in the Senate, so now it has to go to House of Representatives passed there. $3.5 trillion. How lovely is that? No stimulus in that. You know, of course we're not going to get stimulus, not yet at least. We got to get some pain first. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we all know regulation has to come, obviously, because we want the retirement folks to come in, the baby boomers to come into the crypto space. And you're getting guys like, uh, you know, older generation asking me about crypto. My dad's asking me about crypto, things like that, family members. It's kind of funny, you know, the same people who used to trash crypto. Not my dad, because he doesn't really care, but he's always wanted to learn things, but just, you know, my cousins and stuff like that. They're like, oh my God, crypto's getting big. And it's like, duh. Like, come on, that's the future. Hello? Like, wake up. Decentralized finance, asshole. DeFi. 
Get hip with the program, man. Because we all know a CBDC is coming to the United States. We all know that. I mean, earlier today, we found out that Jamaica is now piloting a CBDC for their citizens in Jamaica. So, hey, look out, Jamaicans. You guys are going to have a central bank digital currency controlled by your central bank. How lovely is that? You know, I also watched a documentary this morning, you know, because I get an hour lunch at work. Um, so that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, Bitcoin actually helped a lot of people in Africa, especially like places that are very dictatorial, uh, ship regimes like Nigeria and stuff like that. You know, because a lot of the governments are very dictators. So they only allow you to buy things in the local currency. So Bitcoin is a way around that, which is decentralized. You know, cannot be stopped, cannot be shut off unless you're going to shut off the internet and keep it off forever. Which, you know, we all know dictators ain't going to do that, even though there have been, you know, dictators in Africa have shut off the internet for a while. But then they turn it back on, obviously, because they got to communicate. But anyways, I mean, the documentary was great. Definitely check it out on YouTube. It's a great documentary. It's called Bitcoin in Africa. Definitely check it out. Um, I also watched another documentary about... Uh, Green energy, which I'm all for climate change and fighting climate change. Uh, we do know that the global elites are using it to blow it out of proportion, to scare the heck out of people, you know, to get them to do what they want them to do, keep them, you know, control their lives. But climate change is real. It's not a, it's not a fake thing. It's not a fake uh, pandemic or epidemic, whatever you want to call it. It is a crisis. So we definitely need to tackle. I don't think humanity will be wiped off the planet in the next 10 years. But none of us can predict the future, as you all know. But moving on, we have some gaming news to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. And then we're going to jump into that article that should scare the hell out of you. And I will link it in the description below. So, we have Dying Light 2 release date. This article came out on PocketLink.com. You check out the article. It came out today. By Max Freeman Mills. So it looks like they got Dying Light 2. It's going to come out. And let's see when it's going to come out. It looks like it's going to hit stores December 7, 2021. Pre-order now. Looks a lot different than Dying Light 1. Dying Light 2 will be on current gen machines. The PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox S. Xbox Series S Plus, last gen, Xbox One, and PS4. It will also be released on PC, where you can expect it to look absolutely bleeding edge. We've also recently confirmation that on both PC and Xbox Series X, the game will support 120 frames per second, which is absolutely gorgeous. So if you've got a 120 hertz display, you can be in for some smooth action at lower at lower resolution. Sadly, it doesn't sound like the mode will make it to PS5, which is terrible for PS5 owners. I feel bad for you. So let's talk about the story. So Dying Light Story 2 will follow some of the templates left by the first game in terms of how its story is structured. However, players will take on the role of a new character this time, Aiden Caldwell, the first game hero stayed in the city of Heron to keep things stable. It's also set 15 years further down the line with humanity entering a new dark age robbed of so, so much of the technology it had taken for granted. The new game will be set somewhere called simply the city as far as we know now. There are more, there's a more European take on things with large boulevards and monuments dotted around the place. Once again, players will have to strike deals with local fixers and survivors to increase their resources and help the area. Although things might be a little more complicated this time around, we've seen multiple slices of missions where players choose choices will have a direct impact on the world around you over time. Now that's the stuff I like. Handling, handing power and resources to certain fractions and therefore letting them take the upper hand in the neighborhoods that looks an interesting dynamic, which is sure to have a role in Dynamic Light 2. I mean, Dying Light 2 overall story. Well, it looks pretty good. I mean, the screenshots look amazing. 
They do have gameplay. I'm not going to look at the trailer right now. I'll definitely let you guys know what the trailer looks like next time. Uh, next week. I'll take a look at it after the show. Let's check out the gameplay. In the gameplay terms, meanwhile, there, what we've seen of Dying Light 2 has made it look like a clear upgrade in its predecessor. The devs have already said that the number of Paradox moves available to players have roughly doubled. This means that there are more ways to vault, jump, slide, swing around the city, whether it's using the rooftops as your roots, swinging from hanging cables, or using carefully placed banners to break your fall. Plus, of course, the melee combat system is expanded too. There are apparently 50 new combos to apply to weapons along Alongside a whole range of new hardware to experience with. From tomahawks to street signs, it looks as crunchy and powerful as ever. With stealth is also a key part of your arsenal too. Which is good because the first one didn't have stealth like that. I played Dying Light 1. The first game was alright. But this one looks pretty good. I might actually pick up the second one and uh you know when I get my Xbox Series S, you know, when I move to New York in November. Or October, depending on what happens. If I can get a plane ticket, but I might just wait till November. Be much easier. Anyway, moving on. So let me know what you guys think of Dying Light 2's release date. Being December 7, 2021. The platform is coming out with everything you need to know. Sucks for PS5. You're not going to get the 120 hertz. Uh, gameplay, 120 frames per second on PS5, which is kind of terrible. Uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't have a PS5 because woof, Die Light 2 will not play in 120 frames per second. That sucks. Anyway, moving on to the next article, we're gonna talk about Nintendo Direct, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Nintendo Direct, and how to watch the Indie World Showcase, which comes out on November 8, 2021. So the pre-recorded stream will be first broadcast at 5 p.m. British Standard Time, Wednesday, August 11, 2021, which is today, which I missed it, <laughs> obviously, because I was at work. So you can watch it via the uh, video emblem at the top of this page. It will also be available through Nintendo UK YouTube channel, so you can definitely rewatch the replay on Nintendo's UK channel. Uh, what do you expect? The presentation will last 20 minutes. Focus entirely on the upcoming indie games for Nintendo Switch. It It's slightly different to most Nintendo Direct presentations in that there will be no news or trailers of Nintendo's own first-party titles. That means we won't see any more Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or Metro Dread. However, considering the success of Nintendo Switch has been built on the backs of some of the best indie games out there, we're sure to get a load of excellent titles, regardless. So basically, show independent, um, you know, independent developers who make games for Nintendo. Again, you guys can check out the Indie World, November eighth, two thousand twenty-one. If you want to check out the pre-show, again, you can go on Nintendo UK. YouTube channel and check it out. I'll definitely check it out after the show uh, Before I go to bed or if I don't get into it tonight, I will definitely check it out this weekend and then I'll let you guys know about the uh, You know Nintendo UK The indie pregame show and I'll let you know what I think about it as well So again, I'll definitely let you guys know about Dying Light 2 once I check out the trailer and I'll definitely let you know what I thought about the Nintendo Indie pre-show, you know, this weekend and next week's show. And let me know what you guys think, man. Leave your comments in the section below for Dying Light 2. What you guys think about that? And also the indie pre-show for Nintendo Direct. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a story to talk about regarding the CDC. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, I got word of this last night. Before I went to bed, I got an email from a reliable source of what CDC is planning to implement. 
with these COVID infections skyrocketing. Now, this is not a guarantee. This is not a certainty. I went to the CDC website from my reliable source that I got from last night, and I found the article directly on the website, and you will too. I will put the link to this article from the CDC's website, which you can check out for yourself in the description below. You don't want to miss reading this article. This was updated on July 26, 2020, last July, one year ago, over a year ago, a little over a year ago. But here's the discussion. <clears throat> Again, this is on CDC.gov. Interim operation consideration for implementing the shielding program to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian setting. Remember, this article came out in July 20, 26, 2020. Okay. So let's start with the uh, beginning of the article. This document presents consideration from the perspective of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a.k.a. the CDC, for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian studies as outlined in guidance documents focused on camps, displaced population, and low-resource settings. This approach has never been documented and has raised questions and concerns among humanitarian partners who support response activities in these settings. The purpose of this document is to highlight potential implements challenges of shielding approach for from the CDC perspective and guide thinking around implementation in the absence of an epical data. Considerations are based on current evidence known about the transmission and severity of coronavirus disease 2019 COVID-19. It may not need to be revised as more information becomes available. Please check the CDC website periodic for updates. Okay, that was the introduction. Now, what is the shielding approach, you might ask? Well, the shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at high risk of developing severe disease. High risk and the general population low risk. High risk individuals will temporarily relocate to a safe or green zone, as the CDC puts it, established at the household, neighborhood, camp, slash sector, or community level, depending on the context and setting. It gets better. They would have minimal contact with family members and other low-risk residents. Pause right there. So, let me get this straight. You are going to take citizens, high-risk citizens, a.k.a. the unvaccinated, and you are going to separate them and put them in these green zones. Green zones? Households? Neighborhoods? Camps? Sector? And I will have minimal contact? With family members and other low-risk residents? Let's continue, shall we? Current evidence indicates that older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions, aka my friend Brittany, are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. In most humanitarian settings, older population groups make up a small percentage of the total population. For this reason, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high-risk individuals from the general population to prioritize the use of the limited available resources. Okay, before I go any further, what limited available resources are we talking about? Are we talking about food? Are we talking about water? Are we talking about electricity? What limited resources are we talking about, CDC and your partners? What I mean, what, what limited resources? Are we talking about hand sanitizer? Mask? Let's continue, shall we? And avoid implementing long-term contaminate measures among the general population. Again, all in the order for the greater 
good. Let's continue. <clears throat> In theory, shielding may serve its objective to protect high-risk populations from disease and death. However, implementing of the approach necessitates strict adherence to protocol. Inverted introduction of the virus into a green zone may result in a rapid transmission among the most vulnerable population. The approach is trying to protect. Agreed. So why the hell would you put all the vac unvaccinated people and any one of us could have COVID to where we spread it to everybody in that camp and now everyone's infected? That makes no logical sense whatsoever. But they have rules. They have levels to this. Let's go over the levels, shall we? Household, HH. A specific room slash area designated for high-risk individuals who are physically isolated from other household members. <laughs> My question would be, who the hell is going to determine who's a household level high-risk individual? <laughs> Okay, there's more. Let's continue, shall we? We have the neighborhood level. A designated shelter slash group of shelters, max of five to ten households, within a small camp or area where the high-risk members are grouped together. Neighbors swap households to accommodate the high-risk individuals. Again, who is going to determine this? The CDC? How will you be able to tell who deserves to be in the household level and the neighborhood level? But there's more. And remember, pour you some liquor or alcohol beverage because you're going to need it for this one. Camp slash sector level. Okay. Well, what is the camp slash sector level for us unvaccinated, high-risk, domestic terrorists? Let's get to this. A group of shelters such as schools. So that's why they're shutting down schools. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Community buildings. Okay, that's why a lot of businesses had to shut down. With a camp slash sector, a max of 50 high-risk individuals. Per single green zone. Where high risk individuals are physically isolated. Ladies and gentlemen of the Republic. LGBT. Women. Children and old folks. Let me explain something to you. This is a proposal. On the CDC website. To isolate us. Unvaccinated people. Because we're a threat to the vaccinated. Remember that. We're the reason why this, these variants keep coming. And the reason why we're still in this pandemic. That we now need to be isolated in three different levels. Let me go over these levels again. You had household level. Okay which has a specific room or area designated for high-risk individuals who are physically, not mentally, physically isolated, okay? We have the neighborhood, okay? You have your neighbors, you're going to still be, be able to interact, right? Which you would swap how, households. Okay, that doesn't sound too bad. And, you know, that, that, that sounds okay. At least you're going to be able to swap, you know, and live in different houses. Okay, that's fine. But then you come to the campsite sector level. Where you are put in a schools. Schools. That, will, that means there will be numerous of schools you will live in. Community buildings. 
maximum of 50 people and physically isolated. So let me get this straight. The household, you get physically isolated. The camp sector slash sector level, you get physically isolated. But the neighborhood level, you actually be a community. And again, it will be the CDC and its partners, whoever the hell those people are, that will determine which unvaccinated people, if this happens, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the probability in my eyes that this happens is a lot higher than not. It's going to determine which level you hit, you go to. Now check this out. Now check this out. Let's let's let let's talk about the low risk, right? That want to come visit you. Check this out. This is probably gonna be a long show because we're not done with this yet. Because I got a lot to say on this. The movement slash interaction for a household level. Low risk household members should not enter the green zone. If entry is necessary, it should be done only by health individuals. Oh, excuse me, healthy individuals after washing hands and using face coverings. Interactions should be a safe distance approximately two meters. Minimal movement of high-risk individuals outside the green zone. Low-risk household members probably will be CDC members, continue to follow social distancing hygiene practice outside of the house. Let's go to the neighborhood level. It's the same as the household level. Everything I just read for you for the household is the same thing for interaction with neighborhood level. Now let's go to the camp sector level. Check this out for interactions. One entry point is used for exchange of food, supplies, etc. A meeting area is used for residents and visitors to interact while practicing physical distancing of two meters. No movement into or outside the green zone. Okay, let me, let me tell you, by reading this article and what stuck out to me the most, if I can find it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Here it is. I'm going all the way to the bottom. The timeline. The timeline they are considering for you to live in one of these green zones will be a minimum of six months. And they can extend the duration of your time. Ladies and gentlemen, if any of you Americans, and again, I will be putting a link of this article in the description. So you guys can look at this yourself. And this is not Tim Foy has stuff. This is literally on the CDC website. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Of the American Republic. If any of you. Whether you've been vaccinated or not. And I don't care if you've been vaccinated or not. If any of you believe. That unvaccinated people. Your grandmother. Your mother. Your father. Your brother. Your sister. Should be isolated and put in the green zone. To protect you from COVID, then you might as well declare the United States of America a dictatorship right on the spot. I don't care what is your reasoning. I don't give a damn about your fear factor. I don't care about, oh, well, they should just take the vaccine and get get up. No, 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 no. If you are okay with the CDC and its partners going 
door to door. All right, because this this is the only way this is gonna work. Going door to door across all fifty states to unvaccinated people's houses, quote unquote, or high risk. You know, as they said in this article, to put them in a green zone in three different levels. Then by all means, please jump off a bridge right now. Because obviously you completely lost your damn mind. Because any American citizen or any person in the world for that moment, but we're talking about America. All right, because I don't know if they're going to do this in other countries. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Um, the probability of this happening in other countries and around the world is pretty high in my eyes. Um, putting us unvaccinated or high risk, you know, people in green zones and we have to stay there a minimum of six months and have very low contact with our family or friends is the most dictatorship one world government I have ever seen in my life you might as well declare America a dictatorship right on the spot I don't give a damn about anything you have to say you can't convince me any way possible that this article that I just read from the cdc.gov's website that this right here is a good idea you can't convince me of that at all not one ounce of it you cannot freaking convince me that this is what we need to do this is the step we need to take next that is asinine on a thousand level no on a quadrillion level you're telling me that after all of this that American people are going to sign off on this if this probability that I believe is higher than not to happen and Americans sign off on this you might as well declare America a dictator just tear up the constitution Tear it up. Just, just rip the shit up. Burn it. Whatever you want to do with it, just tear the shit up. Because there is no way. And I don't give the forefathers, if you want to call them that, I don't give them any credit at all for finding, finding America. I don't, I don't give them hardly any credit. Because we all know the true nature of the forefathers. But not even them, being some of them being slave owners. Would even have thought no shit like this. I mean, I mean, this is going too damn far. Too damn far. This is going way out of bounds if this comes to fruition. This is this is this is completely dystopian. Green zones? So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to be putting children. You're going to be putting mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, mothers, grandmothers, aunties, uncles, cousins. You're going to be putting people, high risk as you like to call them, in green zones. And we're going to have to live there a minimum of six months. We're going to follow all these damn rules. We're going to have no hardly contact with our family or friends. Probably never to see them again unless we get vaccinated somehow. And this is your solution? The curving the, the spread of COVID? We can't infect the low risk? I mean, my God, man. <sighs> you can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film, man. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Republic. This is what I have to say about this. And I want to give a shout out to my contact last night. You know, my contact that sent me this email last night about this and did a video on it last night as well. 
I mean, my God, man. My God, bro. Like, you can't. I don't even know how to put this in words, man. Like, I, I'm not believing what I'm seeing. I, I can't, man. I can't believe what I'm reading. And I can't believe people are really... And I posted this on Facebook earlier. And there are some people that are taking this as a joke. Ah, ah that's funny. Ah. And I'm like, are you a fucking moron? Are you an idiot? This shit was discussed last summer. One year ago. If this comes to fruition, which I, again, I think the probability of this coming to fruition is higher than not. You might as well cancel all of your privileges, all of your freedoms, and the global elites were right. By 2030, you will own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Or the other saying, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. It's unfucking believable, man. That we're almost at this point with this pandemic. And people are living in fear. They're willing to give up their freedoms in this country for safety and security. Willing to put their own family, their own wives, their own kids in green zones to be safe against a virus that has 99.9% recovery rate. Unfucking believable. People die more from car accidents than COVID. People die from falling down the stairs than COVID. People die from gun violence than COVID. <laughs> but this is their solution. I mean, it's, listen, man. You, listen, I'm gonna say this again. And I'm going to keep saying it. It's now or never, Americans. It's now or fucking never, man. It's either you finna stand up, bro, for your rights and your privileges. Or you about to let these motherfucking CDC, Dr. Fauci, the global elites run your life forever, bro. And I'm telling you right now, bro. I'm telling you right fucking now. I watch, the, I watch these people. And I listen in their meet. I'm in their meetings. And I listen to everything they say and I watch every YouTube video they make and every post they make on Twitter. I'm telling you guys something. Some of the stuff that they're bringing, I do respect. You know, I do respect. You know, but a lot of this stuff, listen, man. Listen, I understand, bro, we're in a pandemic. I get it. But when you forcing us to live in green zones? That's a that's a proposal. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, bro. Cause now you fucking with me, bro. You fuck with me. You fuck with my family members. You fuck with relatives of mine. You fuck with friends of mine. You fucking coworkers of mine, bro. And I know I'm one of those people that's not really a people person like that. But look, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> If you honestly believe in your mind, and I'm talking about normal man, I'm not talking about the globally because they, they're crazy. They're delusional. We're talking about the average Joe and Jane and Tom and Brittany and LaQuisha and, you know, Ray Ray. Let me tell you something. You believe in your mind that this is a good idea? Slap the shit out of yourself, jump off a bridge and never come back. Leave this country and never come back. Because obviously you done lost your damn mind, bro. You willing to give up your freedoms, your privileges, your rights, your ownership to protect yourself from a virus that's 99.9% .9 recoverable? 
I can't, man. I can't even look at this article no more. Like, <laughs> I got to give you one last thing. Now, they have suggestion prerequisitions for the people living in the green zones. They're going to have dedicated lavatory and bathing facilities for the high-risk individuals. <sighs> They're going to have minimal external contact. Each green zone should include able body high-risk individual capable of caring for residents who have disabilities or are less mobile. Otherwise, designate low-risk individual for these tasks. Preferably, who have recovered from confirmed COVID-19 and are assumed to be immune. What's next? The green zone and living areas for high-risk residents should be aligned with minimum humanitarian sphere standards. Monitor and evaluation of the shielding approach. Let's move forward. Men and women and individuals with tuberculosis. Now think about this, pause. We are going to be in green zones with infected people with tuberculosis or dementia should be isolated separately. So men will have their own green zones, women will have their own green zones, individual with tuberculosis will have their own green zones, people with severe immunodeficiencies will have their own green zone, as well as the dementia. Wowee, wow, wow. <laughs> okay. Community acceptance and involvement in the design of implementation, whatever the hell that means. High-risk minors, aka children, should be accompanied into isolated by a single caregiver who will also be considered a green zone resident in terms of movement, contacts with those outside the green zone. Isn't that lovely? We're going to have a caregiver. Isn't that funny? I used to be one. Let's continue, shall we? Green zone shelters should always be kept clean. Residents should be provided with the necessary cleaning products and materials to clean their living space. Oh, no, no, no. We still got more. Green zones should be more spacious in terms of shelter area per capita than the surrounding camp slash sector, even at the cost of greater crowding of low-risk people. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Now, let's hear the considerations. So shielding approach advises against any new facility construction to establish green zones. However, few settings will have existing shelters or communal facilities with design, lavatories, and bathing facilities to accommodate high-risk individuals in these settings. Most lavatories used by HH. You know who that is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Household are located outside the home and often shared by multiple HH. So you will be bathing and lavatories will be outside of the house. How nice. 
If dedicated facilities are available, ensure safety measures such as proper lighting, hand washing, hygiene, infrastructure, maintenance, and disinfectant of laboratory. Insurance facility can accommodate high-risk individuals with disability, children, and separate genders at the neighborhood camp level. Oh, but wait, there's more. This may be difficult to sanitize, especially if the caregivers are also high-risk, as caregivers may often will be family members. How nice is that? Ensure that this strategy is socially or culturally acceptable. Socially or culturally acceptable. Currently, we do not know if prior infections can fender immunity. Oh, but we have more. The shielding approach restricts, requires strict adherence to infections, preventions, control measures. They require uninterrupted available of soap, water, hygiene, cleaning supplies, mask or cloth, face coverings, etc. for all individuals in the green zone. Thus, it is necessary, necessary to ensure minimum public health standards are maintained, possibly supplemented to decrease the risk of other outbreaks outside of COVID-19. Hmm. Other outbreaks? Interesting. Obtaining and maintaining Minimum spear standards is a difficult in those settings for general populations. Users should consider the provision of services and supplies to high-risk individuals could be at the expense of low-risk residents, putting them at an increased risk for other outbreaks. Let's go to the monitoring protocols. Monitoring protocols will need to be developed for each type of green zone. Dedicated staff need to be identified to monitor each green zone. Monitoring includes both inherited protocols, potential adverse effects, or outcome due to isolation and stagnant. It may be necessary to assign someone within the green zone, if feasible, to minimize movement in and out of the green zones. Hmm, interesting. Multiple green zones would be needed to achieve this level of separation, each requiring additional input slash resource. Further consideration include challenges of accommodating different ethnicities, social cultural groups, or religion within one setting. Okay. I'm done. You guys can read the rest of that article. Again, I will put the link in the description. This is your boy Nightmare K-Hawk. Telling you that, ladies and gentlemen, the probability of this coming. Where we as high-risk individuals, even some of you low-risk, which will be our caregivers. Of this internal, optimal consideration for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infection in humanitarian settings may be coming to a city near you. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday. I will see you guys next week. Peace.